Welcome to this edition of Rural Perspectives, brought to you by A Country Farm Credit Services. I'm Megan Overby on behalf of the Red River Farm Network. In joining this week's Rural Perspectives podcast is Karma Hansen. She is the coordinator for Safe Kids Grand Forks. And Karma, as a way to introduce yourself, give me a little bit about your background and how long you've been in this role. Well, I am a nurse by background, and I read out of college, uh, started working as an intensive care nursery nurse, and then assumed the position of the manager for the intensive care nursery and pediatric unit at All True Health System in Grand Forks. And while I was doing that, uh, All True had always served as the lead agency for our organization called Safe Kids Grand Forks. And the person who had been the coordinator uh, prior to me had left and taken a position elsewhere. And my boss asked if I could call a couple meetings until we could get somebody hired. And uh, that was 25 years ago. And so uh, I am still uh, working uh, with the Safe Kids program. And certainly uh, my nursing background is very, very helpful to that, but I have found a passion really in helping um, individuals, families, communities, populations with uh, injury prevention needs. And so uh, that's kind of how I got my start in all of this. Well, and obviously a huge aspect of your job, Karma, is not only working with folks who live there right in Grand Forks, but in the surrounding communities. And a lot of those communities involve agriculture uh, operations, if you will. And so when you work with the farm and ranches, tell me a little bit about your role in that uh, hat that you wear. Absolutely. Uh, We're called Safe Kids Grand Forks, but we really cover upper northeast North Dakota and northwest Minnesota, and much of that includes a very rural, very uh, uh, agriculturally-based, you know, parts of our states. And I myself grew up in a small town where, you know, agriculture was the, the prime way that people made their living. And so I'm very attuned to, you know, the the inherent dangers that are on farms and ranches and things like that. And in the work that we do, uh, we try to cover, you know, not just things that would be pertinent in large cities with traffic, uh, but what are the issues that face our population that is in a more rural area. And some of the uh, situations are similar uh, and others are very different. And so uh, we try to you know bring light to you know what parents and caregivers and families can be doing to try to you know minimize some of those dangers that are there Um, we're not intending to take the fun out of being a kid we want them to explore and play and learn and grow and and that kind of thing but there are certain things that we know are dangerous and there are ways that we can make it a little bit safer. And so that's how we try to impart our messaging is, is just to make that job of parenting a little bit easier by having good resources and credible information and, and uh, science-based things you know, that, are, that are backed up by we know that this is a proven effective strategy. Yes, certainly. Well, I know one of the things that we talk about this time of the year is farm safety and related to all the large equipment that is moving around the fields, in the farmyards, and on the roadways. And so what reminders do you have during this busy spring planting season? Well, you brought up exactly what one of the dangers are on a farm is there's a lot of really big equipment and over time that equipment has gotten larger and larger and larger as farmers have farmed more land and it's become a big industry and you think about the size of that equipment and uh, just how long it takes for say a loaded grain truck to stop 
it, 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 they can't stop real quickly. Uh, you think about the blind zones that are around those vehicles where they may not be able to see a child or an animal or a car or you know, something that may be uh, behind them. And so we really want to talk to parents and caregivers about um, establishing some safety guidelines around their farm and work area. Um, one of them would be, you know, giving the kids boundaries, giving them a safe place to play, but making them understand that where cars and pickups or ATVs or trucks or, you know, tractors or things like that are moving is not a safe place to play. Uh, that might include, you know, putting up a fence around a, a grassy area uh, with a, you know, to create a play space. It may be setting some rules to say to the kids, you can play on the grass or the cement, but not on the gravel area or something like that. And then putting play areas in an area that uh, are you know, going to be a little bit safer so they're not around uh, busy vehicles coming and going. I think the other thing is is uh, really watching real closely, you know, when dad goes out to the barn or the, 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 the driveway, uh, young kids oftentimes are intrigued by that or they want to go with dad or they want to go with mom out, out there and making sure that uh, some kids haven't followed them that they don't know are out there. And so just really, really, really having kind of those boundaries and some, some rules about where they can and can't play on the farm area. Yes, well, certainly. And as you and I both know, this past year, children have been spending more time at home with uh, some virtual learning, hybrid learning models. While they've been back in school now, for the most part, uh, it's becoming summer. And so they'll be spending more time at home. And so what advice do you have to parents or caregivers with children being at home more often now? Well, in Safe Kids, we always talk about the 100 deadliest days of the year occur in June, July, and August. Those are months when kids are out of school and in kind of a little bit of a less structured environment. That being said, as we have had with the COVID pandemic, you know, kids in and out of school or distance learning and um, learning online, you know, we've put them back into that home environment where rather than being in a structured environment of a school, they might be at a home where mom and dad are busy, they're trying to do their jobs, they're trying to homeschool them and uh, do their work. Maybe parents are stressed because they're out of a job due to COVID. And so it's been a really stressful environment. Um, as you are looking at heading into the summer months, we know that uh, kids are going to want to be outside and they might be home alone if, if parents are going to or from work or that kind of thing. So a couple things that I would really suggest. Number one is look at your kids and have a really good conversation with them about what are some of the things around the home that they need to be aware of. Teach them things like what do you do in the event of a weather emergency or ask your kids if your house started on fire and you saw flames, you know, do you know what you would do? Do you know how to get out? Uh, what, maybe they would say, gosh, I'd round up my baseball cards and my cat and my, you know, my favorite uh, games and that kind of thing. Well, that's the wrong answer. And if that's kind of where their line of thinking is, that might be a situation where, you know what, those kids aren't maybe ready to be left home alone, you know, while mom runs, you know, food out to the field or, or dad is, you know, not supervising or that kind of thing. So really kind of feel them out and see what their decision-making skills are and then also teach them some things. Uh, kids don't have the experiences that adults do to rely on. Uh, so they may not understand that if a tornado is coming through, you don't go to the windows and look out. That could be very dangerous. You know, 
we need to teach those skills. What can they cook when you're gone or, you know, they're home alone? You know, can they use a microwave or a stove or, you know, are there snacks in the house that are, you know, more grab-and-go out-of-the-fridge type things? Uh, do they know basic first aid or who to call in the event of an emergency? Uh, would they know what to do if they had a choking sibling there? And those are all things that, you know, take some time uh, to visit with your kids about. Uh, I would uh, advise a couple things. We do offer a class. Uh, we have two classes. Uh, one is called uh, Safe at Home Alone, and it is geared for kids who maybe are going to be spending a little bit of time alone, uh, be it on the farm or in, in a community, uh, where we talk about those very things I've, I've just mentioned to you. Geared for kids ages 8 to 11, and it's a three-hour course. And all of the information about these two classes I'm going to talk about is available on our uh, website, and they can register there as well. So Safe at Home Alone, uh, that class, uh, we're, um, we have a really great uh, sponsor of that, which helps us to offset the cost a lot. So it's only $20. Uh, Dakota Commercial uh, comes forward and provides us great financial support to do that course. And then we have one called uh, Smart Sitter. And that is a course that is designed for kids who maybe are taking care of a younger sibling or uh, they are going to be babysitting other people's kids. And that is a five-and-a-half-hour course. So we go through things like first aid and CPR. And that uh, is for kids kind of at 11 to 14 years of age. And that is a, a $50 course registration. And uh, you can find that information on our website as well. And that would be a great um, great class to get the kids into as we look to summertime and the possibility that they might be home alone. Yes. Well, and a couple other things I think of karma when I think of summertime is spending more time around water, whether it be a pool, a lake, or a pond, as well as uh, we start to turn up the dial on the heat category. And uh, those are two things that we talk about during the summertime with children too as well. Yeah, so water is something that is a part of like some of our summer fun and recreation. And so it is a, a great place to play. But that being said, water is another area that can be inherently dangerous, particularly if you have young kids that are unattended uh, around water. Uh, I will say that the recommendation from the American Academy of Pediatrics is that all kids by the age of five should have some type of formal water safety education. And that includes swim lessons, but it also includes, you know, talking about how to be safe around water and why it can be dangerous. Uh, if you have not uh, had your kids enrolled in swim lessons, we'd encourage you to find a local pool or community that would offer that uh, and get them in. Even if they don't become proficient swimmers, if they can just um, have the ability to know how to stay afloat or keep their, their head above water if they run into a situation. Uh, I also want people to think not just about um, lakes or rivers or swimming pools, but particularly in farming areas, you will find water that may gather in low areas of a field or a ditch or things like that. We get heavy rains and all of a sudden you've got ditches full of water. And um, Last year, uh, there were a couple kids uh, in northern Minnesota that got out and went down by the, the water that was flowing quite rapidly through a ditch and one of the little boys got swept away by that water. Um, luckily the 8-year-old and 11-year-old were with them and was able to uh, get the young boy out of the water but that could have ended very, very differently and so uh, 
paying attention to where those areas might be on the farm or out in the, the fields, uh, and then keeping kids away from those water areas is, is really an important lesson as well. Uh, you did mention heat stroke. Uh, and every year we have about 42 children in the United States who die of uh, heat stroke uh, in hot cars. And most often that occurs because the kids were forgotten in the car. But last year we saw a large number of kids that died because they gained access to a vehicle. And so as we come on to summertime in those high temperatures out in the, you know, the environment, uh, we need to be thinking about kids who might get into a vehicle and become trapped in that car. Uh, the temperatures inside of vehicles can get to be about 40 to 50 degrees hotter than outside. So even on a 70-degree day, you can have temperatures up to you know 120 degrees in that car. And little kids' uh, body temperatures overheat about three to five times faster than an adult's. And so they can get into big trouble with their breathing and their heart rate and their core body temperature really quickly. So making sure that, number one, uh, you, when you're not using your vehicle, that you lock it up and you put those keys out of reach. Even if you move that car into a garage, uh, lock it up and keep the keys away from where kids can't get into it. And then always making sure to check that back seat uh, before you, you know, get out of your vehicle and leave it uh, for kids who may be back there. And, and you know, this doesn't just happen to bad parents. It happens to parents that are, are busy or tired or, you know, that kind of thing. And so uh, for us to, you know, recognize that this can happen to anybody and taking those extra steps to assure that uh, we're not leaving a, a child in the back seat of a car is really important. Yes, well, all good reminders, Karma. I know we could go on for probably another 20 minutes on farm safety topics, but a few others that come to the top of my mind and maybe we'll provide a good summary and you can share some resources as to where people can go to find more information. But, you know, I think of things right in the farmyard too, uh, like, you know, maybe poisonous substances, grain bins, animals, you name it. Uh, it just, you know, some of these potential dangers are just everywhere. And so how do we do our best to stay safe and where can we go to find more resources? Yeah, so we have great information on our Safe Kids website, which is safekidsgf.com. And we also have a great partnership with Ag Country. Um, they are partnering with us really to get a lot of information out about uh, farm safety, grain safety. I know they're doing some great work uh, with giving out uh, grain uh, bin uh, rescue kits to local fire departments around the region and so um, ag country would be the point of contact for that. Uh, they're also trying to help us in our work uh, to spread information about ATV injuries. Uh, those used to be very popular on farms but now they're becoming a, a much more recreational vehicle used at lakes and places like that and you know you look at ATVs they go very very fast they're very tippy um, they weigh between 600 and 800 pounds, and you know people are putting young kids on those who don't have really the the upper body strength to keep it in an upright position. And so we've tried to do a lot of education around the topic of ATV safety. And so our our website, SafeKidsGF.com, has some, but also Ag Country, our partners in some of this ag safety work, uh, has information available as well. 
if your listeners uh, would like to reach out to Safe Kids, uh, we can be reached at All True Health System, and our number is 701-780-1489. Or people can like us on our Facebook page, which is Safe Kids Grand Forks. And there we advertise classes and free resources and uh, you know safety tips for homes and families and kids, and, and we're happy to field any calls or questions that people may have. Yes, well, thanks so much, Karma. Again, all good information, and thank you for sharing that with us today. Absolutely. Thank you to you and your listeners. That's the latest edition of the Rural Perspectives podcast by A Country Farm Credit Services. Find out more by visiting acountry.com. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm Megan Overby for the Red River Farm Network.